This is Bud Lundberg bringing you selections from my own record collection in a program we call Bud's Corner. Each Sunday night at this time, I'll be playing the great swing music of the 30s and 40s, the big bands in their heyday, the small groups, the great individualists. Sometimes we'll dip back into the 1920s to explore the beginnings of this wonderful music we call jazz, and sometimes we'll venture into the later years to appreciate the new ideas in even some of the mainstream players of today. But whatever it is, it will swing. Well, today we are going to dip back into the uh, uh, beginnings of this wonderful music we call jazz to listen to the music and to honor one of the founders, Leon Bismarck Beiderbeck. Bix, as he was known to everyone, was born on March 10, 1903, in the river town of Davenport, Iowa. His, uh, vic the Victorian home in which he uh, was born and raised still stands and is now on the National Register of Historic Buildings in Davenport. He came from a middle-class, well-to-do or fairly well-to-do middle-class family. His grandfather was a banker. Um, his uh, father was, uh, had business interests in uh, uh, Davenport. Uh, they, uh, his family uh, wanted uh, Bix educated. Uh, they uh, wanted him to go to Princeton University, and he probably would have had his uh, bent uh, been in that way instead of towards music. He had, from the beginning, had perfect pitch. At age three, he was picking out tunes on a piano. Uh, one of his friends said that uh, his pitch was so good he could tell the uh, pitch of a belch. Uh, he could, uh, he knew and could instantly uh, memorize and commit to memory anything he heard. Uh, his mother tried to give him piano lessons. The piano uh, teacher quit when she finally discovered that Bix couldn't read at all, but she, but he could play anything that she played to him, and he could com immediately committed it uh, to memory and played it back on the piano. His first instrument was the piano, and. In all his playing, he thought and uh, like a, a, a pianist and played that way. It is often said that uh, he seldom practiced the cornet, which was his uh, inst natural instrument, uh, but that uh, you would find him frequently fooling around with the piano, composing, uh, uh, trying out new things. Um, he played uh, with uh, formed high school groups, uh, became quite famous at his, uh, um, at his high school as a musician, and uh, uh, by his late teens, uh, actually, he um, got to the point in uh, high school by the time he was a sophomore where he was playing more, and uh, his usual good grades in school had fallen down to the failing level. The family sent him to Lake Forest Academy in the suburbs of Chicago, which was uh, a rather exclusive school. And um, he did quite well there for a while until he uh, got to traveling into Chicago to hear uh, the likes of the jazz that was being played there. And uh, uh, finally, he dropped out of school uh, without finishing high school, although he later was accepted and went some to college. Uh, and uh, uh, became uh, solely a musician. He formed in the early 1920s the first orchestra uh, with which we associate his name, the Wolverine Orchestra. It consisted of Bix on cornet, Jimmy Hartwell clarinet, 
George Johnson tenor sax, Dick Voinal piano, Bob Gillette banjo, and Min Leebrook tuba, Vic Moore drums. This is one of their first recordings from October 8, 1924. Uh, it shows uh, Bix leading the ensemble. Uh, after playing cornet, he takes the break and plays the uh, piano after the tenor sax solo. This is the Wolverine Orchestra, Big Boy. was a full-time musician by then. Uh, he had had a short stay at Lake Forest Academy, their last attempt of his family to uh, get him through high school. He had a band there and was sort of the darling of the academy for a while, but uh, as time went on, he spent more time in music than in studies. Uh, finally, he was put on probation and forbidden to uh, play along with another group. 
Um, his reaction was to get the group together, go to the chapel, and play a Dixieland version of Rock of Ages. It resulted in his expulsion from school, and he was really a full-time musician by then. <coughs> he joined the uh, Gene Goldcat Orchestra out of Detroit for some time, and it was uh, quite a well-known orchestra. And by 1927, he um, became associated uh, with Frankie Trumbar, Tram as he was called. Uh, Trumbar played a C melody sax, and in many ways he was uh, uh, a musical forerunner, uh, musically ahead of his time, just as Bix was. In 1927, uh, um, they made a record in, under the title of Frankie Trumbar and his orchestra. The group, of course, included uh, Bix on cornet, Bill Rank on trombone, Jimmy Dorsey was the clarinetist, Trumbauer, of course, on C melody sax, Paul Mertz piano, Eddie Lang, the famous guitarist, and Chauncey Morehouse on drums. One of the records. <laughs> Nine minutes before 10, uh, 11 o'clock Central Time, nine before 10 Mountain Time. You're listening to Prairie Public Radio. We have this just in from the National Weather Service. The Weather Service has issued a severe thunderstorm warning. This is a severe thunderstorm warning effective until 11.30 Central Daylight Time for Eastern McLean. That includes Lake Sacagawea. We had reports of about 10.30 that uh, there was some golf ball-sized hail reported in the Garrison area, and they had winds of 30 to 40 miles per hour. National Weather Service told us about uh, 20 minutes ago uh, that there were two th severe thunderstorms also in our area. One was moving east across the Missouri River about 20 minutes ago, just south of the Bismarck Bandit area. It is possible we have escaped the severe weather, for the time being at least. That would, was packing winds of 50 to 60 miles per hour when it went through the Elmont area a little bit earlier this evening. There was also another report of a severe thunderstorm, this one in Kidder County, Western Kidder County, about 10 miles south of Tuttle. That was backing winds of a...
Dick Spiderbeck with Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra, 1927. Perhaps his most uh, famous uh, uh, cornet solo, Singing the Blues. Notice one of the things that he does in there that was probably a first was what is called a, in trumpet a rip, where he just uh, has a as quick ascending tone that calls attention and adds interest to the solo. Beiderbecke uh, was probably, or almost undoubtedly, the first famous white jazz musician. He was the first one to be listened to and imitated by blacks. Um, Fletcher Henderson later made a version of Singing the Blues, and Rex Stewart, the, the famous uh, black cornetist with Fletcher Henderson, uh, plays picks uh, a solo almost note for note on the Fletcher Henderson version. Um, there's uh, uh, numerous occasions in Chicago where uh, Dick sits in with Louis Armstrong and with the others, and uh, uh, they he plays with them as an equal and uh, before often before a completely black audience who were in awe of his playing. Um, Frankie Trumbauer, who played with him so much of the time, uh, was also uh, an innovator. His style uh, of playing and uh, the light tone is reminiscent of. Uh, what Paul Desmond did uh, and others did later on. Uh, Bix, of course, was a complete individualist. Uh, he learned to read music later uh, in his uh, life, but uh, uh, he could play uh, anything, improvise on anything. Trumbauer uh, planned his solos in advance, seldom varied from them, but uh, he was uh, almost equally eloquent. Here the two are together again. It's still 1927. The group again is called Frankie Trumbar and his orchestra is just about the same as before. Eddie Lang is on guitar. Don Murray has replaced uh, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet. This is I'm Coming Virginia.
Six Spider back with Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra, I'm Coming Virginia. By the mid-1920s, Bix had become famous among musicians. Um, everyone, or many wanted to copy his style, and uh, he, all, many bands wanted him to play. Uh, there was one occasion in which he was, uh, I think, going back to play with uh, Gene Goldcat, and the, uh, they wouldn't pay him what he wanted to do. The orchestra, the uh, other musicians wanted him so badly that they all agreed to chip in $10 a week from their paycheck to pay Bix so he could play with them. <coughs> That's the kind of respect he had. Uh, Bix became more famous perhaps after his death and during his death as far as the general public is concerned. Part of it was due to a book named Young Man with a Horn written by Dorothy Baker which was made into a movie and which is semi-autobiographical. It tells the story of a, um, a young man from an impoverished family, which Bix was not from, since he was from a rather up, a well-to-do uh, upper-middle-class family, but of his uh, association with music, his playing, uh, his health problems, his uh, alcoholism problem, and eventual death. Uh, the story has always been associated with Beiderbeck and no doubt with, uh, um, <coughs> was inspired by him. In the movie, Harry James plays the Beiderbeck part, which, uh, and of course, James's style and that of uh, Beiderbeck are not very uh, similar, but uh, to a pers person interested in music, it was at least of, of interest. To show uh, the kind of music that Beiderbeck really was interested in, uh, let's go to one of his compositions. Now, this is a piano solo. Beiderbeck was not a great pianist, but he was a competent one. Uh, he liked to compose uh, music, often did. This is one of his most noted things. It is a piano solo played by him. The title is In a Mist.
Mick Spiderbeck's composition and piano solo, In a Mist. To quote Earl Hines, he played good piano. He was way ahead of his time, and certainly he was. We have to remember that most music was New Orleans or Dixieland music of that time. Spiderbeck was interested and studied the music of Debussy, Stravinsky, Ravel. Uh, he was widely read. Uh, and despite the fact that he sort of faded out of school, uh, he was very knowledgeable about many things. Uh, he had an offbeat sense of humor that uh, made him the darling of the college campuses. Uh, his association uh, with uh, Tram, or Frankie Trumbar, continued. Um, they made several records, just three people, Bix, Tram, and the guitarist, famed guitarist at that time, Eddie Lang. Uh, here is one of their uh, numbers from 1927. Uh, Bix plays uh, cornet, also plays some piano. This is Ringin' and Twistin'.
fixed tram and lang, ringing and twisting. This number in the one we played just before, uh, Bix's the piano solo on In a, Mi in a Mist, give an idea of the type of music that uh, Bix was like to be associated with and like to play. It's um, always disturbed me a little bit that the uh, uh, jazz festival held in, Den in Davenport and called the Bix Beiderbeck Jazz Festival is devoted exclusively to Dixieland music because Bix was much more than a Dixieland player. In fact, uh, uh, most of his playing, although that was the music of the time, was not in the Dixieland style. And uh, it, would have been, it would be interesting had he lived uh, to see what kind of music he would have played. He certainly would have been a great uh, musician of the swing era, and I'm sure he would have been interested in the, the later music that, uh, that came along. Bix did, however, uh, play some Dixieland music. And in late 1927, he, together with uh, trombonist Bill Rank, clarinetist Don Murray, Adrian Rollini on bass sax, Frank Signorella on piano, and Chauncey Morehouse drums, did a series of Dixieland sides, which really set the style of Dixieland music for the next 50 years. One of these was, uh, is uh, Jazz Me Blues, which really isn't a blues at all, but, uh, but a popular song of the day. But he does it in uh, Dixieland style, as it uh, is always played. His uh, solo here has been much imitated. Uh, since then, if you listen to this music, you'll see that uh, the Dixieland music that has come along and been played since that time is just about the style that uh, Bix and the boys are playing back here in 1927, setting the style of the future. Spiderbeck um, playing Jasmine Blues. Um, the same Dixieland group recorded a number uh, of uh, other tunes in, the, in this time of 1927. This is another one, the same group, uh, Bill Rank and Don Murray, together with Bix, formed the front line. This is Sorry.
Big Spider back in his gang? Sorry. Later in 1927, Bix was united with his uh, old uh, partner, uh, Frankie Trumbauer, and uh, actually the, uh, they were playing with, uh, both of them were playing with a group led by Adrian Rolini at the Hotel New Yorker at the time, and uh, were making records on the side whenever they could. This is one made with Frankie Trumbauer and his orchestra, and it includes Bix, of course, Bill Rank is there, a very young Pee Wee Russell uh, is the uh, clarinetist, Joe Venuti is on uh, violin, and uh, the tune is crying all day, and it's a little reminiscent of singing the blues. It's not Dixieland, it, uh, it uh, has that uh, uh, full style that uh, Bix played in, many bent notes. It's uh, uh, one of his best solos. This is crying all day.
Bix with Frankie Trumbauer crying all day. Well, the uh, engagement of the group at the um, Hotel New Yorker finally ended uh, with Adrian Rolini. The uh, group were popular among musicians, but apparently a disaster financially for the hotel. And uh, uh, Bix and Tram were at loose ends. Before they uh, took another engagement, they uh, made several records, including this one, under the title of the Chicago Loopers. Um, actually, it's uh, pretty much the same group, the significant members being Bix and Tram. This is still uh, late, it's now late 1927. This is Three Blind Mice. and Tram calling themselves the Chicago Loopers playing Three Blind Mice. In late 1927, um, and Tram finally succumbed to commercialism. They had been uh, jobbing around New York and uh, 
Uh, things had sort of run out. They had had offers before to join Paul Whiteman's big band, and of course Whiteman was very popular at the time. He paid good wages. Uh, they traveled first class, ate first class, uh, everything that a musician should want. So at that time, in late 1927, Bix and Tram traveled from New York to Indianapolis, Indiana, to join the Paul Whiteman Orchestra. Um, Whiteman had other uh, musicians. Henry Bussey was with him, Jimmy Dorsey, bassist Steve Brown. And along with uh, Bix and Tram came trombonist Bill Rank, who uh, was associated much with uh, Bix. Arranger Bill Chalice joined at about the same time. And Bick uh, took over the uh, chief trumpet chair, much to the chagrin of Henry Bussey, in the Whiteman band. Whiteman was knew he didn't, although he was called the king of swing, he knew or king of jazz. He knew he didn't really play jazz. And uh, it is said that after Bix joined him, and with the with Tram and the others, that they were almost able to make the Paul Whiteman band swing. Generally, not quite, but almost. This is one of his early recordings, early 1928, with the Paul Whiteman band, Lonely Melody.
Dick Spider back with Paul Whiteman in 1928, Lonely Melody. The Whiteman Orchestra, of course, made many records. No doubt it was the most popular band in America. It played a music that only had a faint uh, um, idea of being like jazz, but uh, uh, it was popular, and he had good musicians, and, and uh, uh, when one of them took a solo, such as Weiterbeck or uh, others that were playing, Jimmy Dorsey and so on, that the, uh, they were of interest, and therefore the records have remained uh, uh, popular to jazz collectors just to hear a big solo, even though it may be only a few bars long. Another number we're going to play of, from the Whiteman Band of 1928 is Dardanella. Now, the, the uh, Whiteman Orchestra was, as you can see, was ponderous and slow. It, it just couldn't get into that rhythm, but occasionally, especially when Bix is playing, they, they sort of get with it. Matty Malnick, who played violin with the Whiteman Orchestra for a long time, tells um, in his memoirs that uh, of the how the band tried after Bix uh, Join to to swing that everybody seemed to take a renewed interest to make the uh, Whiteman Orchestra truly truly a fine musical organization. This is uh, Dardanella, 1928, Bix with Paul Whiteman. <laughs> Thank you. 
Big Spider back with Paul Boitman, Dardanella. One of the uh, other members of the Whiteman organization was a young singer named Bing, Bing Crosby. We have to play one number in that includes Bing because he was a very good vocalist back then. Uh, this is uh, Whiteman again, 1928. Vicks has a nice sunny solo, and uh, following him, Bing Crosby comes in with one of his best vocals of that time. This is Because My Baby Don't Mean Maybe Now. was out of the Whiteman band by early 1928 for a short time. His health was beginning to fail him. He lived just completely too hard. He was always a nice guy. He'd never turned down a drink, and consequently he drank far too much. He never turned down a chance to go to a, to a, a jam session wherever it might be in whatever uh, time it might take. 
He rejoined Whiteman for a short time, but in uh, uh, September of 1929, he left the Whiteman band and uh, would never return. Whiteman offered his uh, job back several times, but Bix refused, probably feeling that he couldn't, uh, could no longer cut it. He hung around New York. He did some uh, composing. One of his uh, piano uh, compositions was Candlelight, something he never recorded, but was one of his best. He cut some sides as late as uh, October 1930 with his old pal, Hoagie Carmichael. Uh, <coughs> he kept trying, but his habits and his health was failing. And in August 6, 1931, in New York, he died. His family was informed in Davenport by, Frank, by his old friend, Frankie Trumbauer. He died of lumbar pneumonia, but as Tram said, he died of everything. A few months after his death, Louis Armstrong delivered a eulogy in a radio series from Miami University. I'll quote it just the way Louis said it. Every note he blew was so beautiful. I like that singing the blues record and things like that. Nobody else going blow like that, like he did. I never did play that tune because of Bix. I didn't want nobody to mess with it. Tell the whole world there'll never be another Bix Spiderbeck. He was a born genius, but they crowded him too much with love. Well, it's been a pleasure to play the music of Bix Spiderbeck for you tonight. Uh, this is Bud Lundberg. This is the program called Bud's Corner. Uh, next week, our featured artist will be Charlie Barnett and his orchestra. And then, as always, swing will be the thing.